What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 215 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. The video podcast drops at noon Eastern the same day, and the audio hits all platforms on Mondays. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, give it a like. Make sure you're subscribed. It's an excellent way to show your support. I have Alex from First and Forever here for episode 215. And if you've ever been following Spinning Thoughts just even a little bit, you probably know I love this band. I did a video like going into 2020 and uh, of like bands to like that I love or that I'll be supporting that year. And First and Forever was on that with like City Mouth and a bunch of others. I love First and Forever. I talk to Alex pretty frequently, like via like DMs on social media. He's always giving me, you know, early listens and just really being a good friend. And I am so happy to finally have Alex on Spinning Thoughts officially, properly. We've supported First and Forever in many, many, many ways in, with Spinning Thoughts on playlists and playing them on the show and just showing them love on social media. But now is the time for us to really shine. First and Forever is just on the precipice of going big places and doing big things. I already think that they are, but just not everybody has caught on to it yet 2021 is going to change it i think big time they've already come out of the gate pretty strong they just released their new ep let this love lie dead via adventure cat records it came out on march the 12th but they are not stopping there uh alex and i will talk about them just getting out of the studio nine straight 12 hour days this is for whatever's coming down the pipeline here this year next year i don't know but Alex and I will talk about it. We'll talk all about the new EP, Let This Love Lie Dead, the debut music video for the band. They've never officially done a full-on music video, so we'll talk to Alex about that and how he uh, maybe prepared for leading into the shoot and TikTok and his awesome video about not buying vinyl. I mean, who the hell would buy vinyl? We talk about a ton, and I think I tweeted this out, and if you're not following us at Spin Thoughts is where you can do it, but I tweeted out that it felt like I was talking to a best friend here with Alex from First and Forever. So why don't we get to it to my best friend now, everybody. This is Alex from First and Forever. All right, so the energy in this one's going to be, I think, higher than most episodes, and that's already a high bar. Because I come into this pretty stoked usually. Uh, this has been a long, long time coming. I've talked about this band really I think since the beginning of them creating music. It was probably one of the best days of my life and there's going to be a lot better days ahead when it comes to this band. Everyone, I am honestly so fucking stoked to bring on Alex from First and Forever. Alex, how's it going my friend? Good. What's up, my dude? And let me just start with that was like the most flattering introduction I think I could possibly get. Like, I don't know where to go from here. I, I generally don't take compliments very well. So like I'm going to get like all like nervous and awkward now. But thank you. That's very sweet. Well, this will be an interesting 40 some minutes because I am just full of compliments when it comes to first and forever. So <laughs> you're going to be blushing. Well, and... I'll do my best to handle it. I promise I'll do my best <laughs> and like work through my nat natural like anxiousness. 
and chaos, which just like is in me all the time. So I'll do my best. You know, and I, I completely relate to that because I am very terrible at receiving. I don't get them often, but I am bad at receiving compliments, which is why I like being the person that's behind the mic asking the questions. And that's great. And like, here's the thing, man. Like if I was good at receiving compliments, I wouldn't be emo. So like, it just, you know, that's like. It's like one and the same, you know, <laughs> you know, I fucking love that you're on brand already within like the first minute of us talking. So, always, baby, always. all right. So look, first and forever, uh, just dropped a new EP. Let this love lie dead on March the 12th via Adventure Cat Records. Before we dive into this EP and we will uh, talk to me about first and forever and how we got to this point. What has led us this collective because it's not just you know the three of you or however many are in the band like yeah. there's a movement behind this what's led us to this massive sound and movement that is first and forever yeah you know we have been extremely fortunate and lucky with the response that we've had to all of our music and you know when this band started uh, it was not supposed to be anything it was like a garage band in marcus's bedroom drinking Coronas and playing Blink-182 covers. And that was all it was ever supposed to be. That was it, that was it. <laughs> and, you know, what happened was we got this, we had this idea like, hey, I, I actually moved to Chicago. The band was dead. We'd never had put out anything. And I was like, I really miss that band. We should record a song and just like see how it goes. And so we recorded this little song called Chicago. Uh, it was the first song I'd ever written. It was the first song I'd ever recorded. Uh, this is the first band I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> and so we had no expectations. We weren't even planning on putting it out. Like it was going to just be our little memory. Uh, well, and I think you know the rest of the story. Uh, we, we put out that song and I mean, just the response is immediate. And, you know, to get back to your question, how do we get to this point? You know, it's, it's number one, just we are so fortunate that like the people who know of First and Forever love First and Forever. I don't know why we deserve that. Like, we don't, like we're very humbled by it, but like, I think you've seen in our community, the people who know of us really, really care about us and are really engaged and we're just so lucky. And, you know, our band has always been about, you know, bringing back that mid 2000s emo sound. And I think that we're finding that there is a uh, hole in the marketplace in music right now. That sound is not, that does not exist. And like, we plan on being the ones that bring it back, man. Like that's where we're at. There, there's no doubt that that is exactly the head of the nail that you're hitting right now is yeah. this like nostalgia factor. But you, here's the thing, though. There's bands that try to go for nostalgia because a nostalgia is addictive. Yes. But, you know, nostalgia is close to heart. So people can find the phonies out pretty quickly. Also, yes. you know, oh, um, absolutely. like first and forever is not just going for the assault. You're nailing it like you're hitting it and everybody is noticing it. And we're hearing this a ton a ton on the new ep let this love lie dead all right alex so talk to me a little bit more about the timeline to create let this love lie dead the ep now i know a lot of bands it's not just like a snap of the finger over yeah. the night kind of thing songs take time to release and to be brought to life what is yeah. the timeline for first and forever and let this love lie dead the ep yeah, so this is kind of crazy. So what is it? It's March 2021 right now. Uh, the EP got released two weeks ago, and we recorded it in November 2019. So a year and a half, dude, a year and a half since we recorded it before it came out. And like, 
for a bunch of reasons. So back in November, you know, we, or November 2019, we recorded with Courtney Ballard, who's known for producing like Emma Rosa, the first three water parks records. I mean, he's incredible. I mean, that, that is his sound. I mean, he's, we consider him the fourth member of our band. Like we love him. He's amazing. Um, and so we got in the studio with him uh, while we're in the studio. This is kind of a funny story. Uh, so I, you probably heard this on Chicago, but like our songs are, um, it's, we have kind of a dual vocal thing. It's a very taking back Sunday-esque thing. Well, guess which vocal? Marcus got sick, bro. He got sick in the studio. He couldn't sing for a week and a half. I had never sung his parts before. And so I had to like learn how to sing his parts on the fly in the studio in November. So when you listen to the record, it's like, I sing the whole thing. It wasn't supposed to be that way. So it's, that was funny to us, but you know, you do your best. Uh, but beyond that, so we record that November, 2019. And then uh, we sign our record deal with, with Adventure Cat Records in March, 2020. Well, I think we all remember what happened in March 2020. Uh, so we were supposed to go on tour, like we were planning on touring, and that was the whole re reason for signing the record deal. And then a week after we signed our record deal, uh, COVID lockdowns. So as you can imagine, plans changed tremendously. So from there, um, we put out our first single uh, in April, and we were planning on doing a music video for our second single called One More Time, which was supposed to be our first music video ever. We had this hilarious idea we were going to be like dressed we were having we going to have emo christmas like emo <laughs> christmas in july was the theme so we were all I think like black you know like black santa outfits and like black elf outfits and like we were going to have this big part it was going to be wild and i got fucking covid dude oh, the week of the shoot so i mean what do you do like that that pushes back our timeline significantly uh and so that happens. We put out that song in August. And then from there, it was just like, what is the best schedule to get this release? We put out Give Me Up. And then we're really waiting, you know, to figure out what our next step was because we, we wanted to have some momentum, right? For like if tours came back. So we specifically pushed this record back so that just in case tours started coming up, we would have some something behind us going on tour. Uh, and when it became very apparent that lockdown was not going to end anytime soon, we decided the next best thing would be to do a, visit, a music video for the title track. Let this love lie dead, which I think, um, as you've seen, really kind of encapsulates our energy and what we're going for, and is fucking emo as hell, dude. So <laughs> it it really is. I mean, the energy and the emo that is seeping through the screen is is really it's palpable. Um, and and I'll be honest, Alex, you know, every time I talk to a band, at least recently, like in terms of since covid you know um i feel yeah. like that's always going to be like a, a like a timeline like stamp moving forward you know since covid we've been doing this or before yeah. covid that it sucks that that is literally going to be life but every band i've talked to that's been on the show since covid you know has had something that has not gone right because of some sort of ancillary or direct result of covid and people getting sick or whatever it may be so one i'm glad that you're doing well i'm glad you got through that yeah. Yeah. um and damn, I mean, just like this EP and everything for first and forever, like the trials and tribulations, the adversity, it's about damn time that this thing's going to burst wide. That's open, right, man. Wide open. So, uh, Alex, one thing that I'm really curious about because of just the power in your songs and even some that, that slow the tempo down a little bit, there's still a sense of urgency. There's always the, the deep, dark emo aspect of it. How does First and Forever go about writing these songs? Where do you start? How do you move through all the pieces? And basically, what I'm asking is, how do you channel your inner emo? 
Yeah. Well, let me just start by saying, like, I have been emo my whole life, so I don't have to do much to channel it, man. <laughs> Since I was 10 years old, it has just been seeping out of me. And you know what the, the best part about that is, is that I was actually like a closet emo for like 15 years. So I suppressed my emo for 15 years. What is more emo than that? Like that, like, and now it's just coming out in full force. Like, dude, when we dropped our first single, Chicago, People didn't even know I liked emo music. Like, I had been hiding it forever. So when I just dropped that on Instagram, my friends were like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then a week later, they're like, oh, wait, this song's actually kind of cool, dude. You should do more. So, uh, but, you know, what is the songwriting process? How do we do it? Let me start by saying this. You can hold me to this statement. 15 years from now, when First and Forever is the biggest band on earth, you remember this moment that I tell you this. Our guitarist, Marcus Leppard, is the fucking best emo punk rock songwriter on the face of the earth, man. I am telling you, this dude is unreal talented. He's incredible. So like, where does it start first and forever? Like Marcus is really the creative force at the beginning of all of our songs. So he writes the music, does the lyrics, and then we kind of come over the top and help him with melodies and lyrics and everything like that. So it's always a team effort between the three of us, but like, he's really the engine Right. And then we're kind of the, the wheels and everything that make everything go. But he's really the engine of the band in terms of the creative writing process. And I mean, you know, our first few songs, um, we all like, for instance, like I, I wrote like probably a, I wrote about Chicago violinning, but then he just I'm telling you, man, he's incredible. So we're really lucky that way. Uh, you know, where does the emo come from? I, I think our songwriting process, number one, is like very insular. Like I don't even really listen to a lot of new bands. Um, I just never grew out of my emo phase. Uh, so I like I still listen to just the use and my kind of romance and taking back Sunday on repeat. And so it's like, why are you emo? Well, because I never listened to anything else. Like I never had some like weird EDM phase. I never had some like country phase. It's like I've only listened to this since I was 10 years old. So I don't even know how to do anything else. Like <laughs> that's terrible. Like most people are like, I should be a musician. I should draw from a lot of different inspirational sources. And I'm like, fuck that. I only draw from emo. So that's how we write songs. Uh, we basically, and it's the three of us, right? Like these are the only two friends I've ever had that like the same type of music I like. Uh, like I said, it's the first band I've ever been in. Um, and so we just have this really, really great process where, you know, Marcus really starts the process and then we kind of come over the top and finish it. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's really easy. That's uh, yeah, that sounds really easy. Uh, everything you just said sounds super easy. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh man. Uh, no, seriously. I mean, that's that's the key, though, is that you you see this organic nature with bands, and from even looking into like the research again that I've done here, I mean, you found that this band kind of came together via Craigslist. Am I wrong Craigslist. on that? Right? Isn't that fucking Craigslist, crazy? Bro. Listen, the last two bands that I've had on. So now this is the third yes. in a row. I had Clever Girls on before you, and before that, Future Teens. Yes. All of you met at least in one way via craigslist it's fucking yes, crazy and dude it's like you gotta here's the thing like we always like look at each other in the band we're like we just feel like this band like came together through fate on it like it just like makes no sense like i had never been in a band before one day i literally <laughs> just woke up and was like i want to start an emo band i got a six pack of bud light went on craigslist that night drank the whole thing <laughs> and sent one email to our now drummer I sent one email, just him. That was it. I sent one. And you know what he said to me when I emailed him? He was like, he was like, yeah, man, like, that'd be cool. Like, send me some videos of you singing. Like, maybe I'll th think about it. I was like, oh, well, I've never sang before, so I don't have any videos. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not interested. I have no interest in you at all. Like, I, why would I ever work with you? 
And so then me, because like, I'm just like this weird, like neurotic, chaotic person. I just like badgered him and was super <laughs> persistent for like three months. Like I was like, it was, he probably thought I was trying to like date him or something. Cause I was like constantly messaging him, trying to like get him to meet up with me, which is kind of funny. Dude, I'm honestly laughing. My face is so red. Like my face is starting to hurt from like yeah. laughing. That is the funniest damn thing. But like, I've done this 215 times, like on this yeah. this show. Like this is not foreign to to me that bands have met in these crazy ass scenarios. But fuck, yes. is it just it yes. never Dude. it never ceases to amaze me. Oh, bro, and like the way we met Marcus was like me and David were like singing like My Chemical Romance covers in a practice space together for like three months, and one day we were like, oh, we should record one of these. Dude, somewhere in the first and forever vaults is this awful cover we recorded on like a computer mic of us singing I'm not okay that we posted to Craigslist and like Marcus just like found it and it was like oh yeah like I'll meet up with you guys I'll jam with you guys and we just he shows up and he's just like incredible and it was just like why the fuck would anyone respond to that cover <laughs> like we'll never release it it's so bad like I, we go back and let's do it we're just like what on what world did we think that this was going to attract anyone but we got Marcus <laughs> we got him and I'm, I'll never let him go. Right. You're saying he's the best like emo pop punk kind of, you know, writer in the scene right now. And some way, yeah. somehow this I'm not OK cover that apparently sucked, sucked him in. It was horrendous, bro. <laughs> it was horrendous. Like it would like you got to understand. I'd never even like saying before. I have no I have no formal training. Like I have nothing. Like, and that you can probably sense that on our records, too, because like I don't sing tradition. So we were just actually in the studio two weeks ago recording our follow-up, which we can get to. And our producer was like, I have never worked with a band this aggressive, like <laughs> ever. And he's like, and he was like wondering, cause you know, like my voice was going out and like, you know, we were like really getting after it. And at, at one point he like kind of looked at me and was like, hey man, you should maybe try to like sing this part rather than like kind of like yell screaming it. And I was like, nah, bro, that's not what we do. Like, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Honestly, from the beginning of First and Forever, one of the things that caught my attention was it was either Instagram, Twitter, something like that. You would post these videos of you creating, like recording, I think some of these songs or at least these demos, even before this EP, yeah. like in, in your rooms or something like that, like screaming, literally yeah. screaming into these like pop filters and everything. And I was like, yeah. yo, this band fucking rocks. You yeah, know? dude, our producer literally told me, he goes, you are the loudest singer I've ever worked with. And dude, he's recorded like the used, right? Like fucking like Burt McCracken, who's like literally screaming. And so I was like, fucking right, dude. I don't think he meant that as a compliment, but I took it as one. <laughs> I would I would also. The used rocks. I love Burt. He's one of my favorite uh, individual like artists. Oh, uh, me too. Ever. All right. So back onto this EP, though. It was available as of March the 12th via Adventure Cat Records. I like to ask bands that are affiliated with a label kind of how they got connected. You and I were talking off the air a little bit like the, I know of this label, but like I really feel like I don't know of this label, at least in terms of sure. like spinning thoughts and guests that I've had on affiliated. How'd you get linked up with them? What are they about? How do you work with them? Things like that. Sure. So it's funny. I, and I think I told you right before this is like, you actually know them more than you think you do. And the reason why is that Adventure Cat Records is a subset of K management. So K management is the manager of bands like Point North, Stand Atlantic. They've formerly been the manager of like Neck Deep, Creeper, like Tonight Alive. I mean, like a bunch with confidence is another band. So they manage all of these big bands. And so they started a label so they could work with more artists. So it's like, you haven't heard of Venture Cat Records, but you know of everyone that they're affiliated with, right? Because under K management. So that's how we do it. So we work with Michael Kaminsky 
and Matt Clark. Um, Matt Clark's the manager of like Stan Atlantic, for instance, and and my yeah, whatever. So um, basically, what happened is a true story, and this is like to I would give advice to any artist, right? Is like back when we were just demoing songs. This is like back in like 2018. We had done a demo of a violet ending. And we sent, I sent it to Mike because he was the manager of my favorite band at the time, which was Creeper. And I was just like, hey, like, you should check this out. And like, literally, once again, it was terrible because we are not <laughs> producers and we have no idea how to produce music. Like, he, but I sent it to him and I was like, hey, what do you think? And he literally just sent back like, hey, man, this is really good. Like, keep going. Just sent like a nice message. He probably didn't even listen to it. Like later when I asked him about it, he was like, dude, I have no recollection of that ever happening. <laughs> and, but to, like to us, it was like a seminal moment in the band. Like, yes, like this dude we respect that says we should keep going. Like, let's do it. And like, really, it just was not an issue to him at all. But fast forward two years, we recorded Let This Love Lie Dead on our own, just sent it around to a few people. And he got it. He's like, dude, like, I, I need to help you put this out. Like, this is awesome. Like, the world needs to hear this. Like, let me help you. And, that's how we did it. So now, you know, the way that we work with them is they're just like, they're really partners of the band, right? They're, they're, you know, they're, they're basically in the band in the sense of like, they, they help us with everything, like finding music video directors, like finding art, um, putting the band, putting it out, like connecting us to us with people in the industry. I mean, it's just like, it's a huge get for us and they've been fantastic and we're, we're so stoked to be working with them. Yeah, I can't wait to dive a little bit more into what Adventure Cat has going on, and uh, it's all—it's always great to get some diversity of labels represented on the show and things like yeah. that. So, uh, really stoked about that. Now, another kind of first as we're on this topic of you know me being um, not as familiar with Adventure Cat Records. Another kind of first for the band though is the music video. You kind of touched on this um, earlier, but. The music video for Let This Love Lie Dead uh, inevitably became the debut music video for yes. First and Forever, meaning for those who are wondering debut, it is the first ever. Now, the, the band's sure. done like lyric videos or like, you know, a graphic video, right, with the music sure. playing, by, but like a legitimate like cinematography, like, you know, videography, like... Yeah, this was the real fucking deal. Talk to me about this experience of recording a debut music video. What a like unique experience. You only get your first one once, right? Once. What What was this experience like? The creative process, things like that. Sure. So you know, I'll start with this. There was a reason why it was our first video ever, right? We could have we had at that point. I think we had like six singles previous to that one or five. We could have done one for anyone. And the reason we didn't do it, and this would be the advice that I would give to any man, is like, we just weren't ready, man. Like, we were not confident in, like, the direction of videos. Like, we weren't confident in the execution of it. Like, we pride ourselves in, like, when we put out content, like, we believe it is a good piece of content. Like, and I think something that a lot of bands our size and, you know, smaller struggle from is, like, they see other bands doing things, and they feel like, I need to do that just because other bands are doing it. Don't do that. Like, do what you're comfortable with, do what you're ready. Always make sure you're putting out good songs, good content. So for us, it was like, that was finally the song where we felt like it was not only we had a good idea for it, but it was going to kind of capture the energy of the band, right? No one's seen us really live before. No one's seen us performing. And so like, it was important to us, like that video portrayed like what we look like live, like what is the energy we have, right? And so uh, that one turned out really well. Now, in terms of what was the experience like, um, I would love to say, that I have like this, you know, snapshot by snapshot memory of what happened that day. I don't, I was wasted. <laughs> I have no recollection basically of what happened that day. Uh, now you're, what, you're like, what about the other guys? Were they drinking? They were absolutely not drinking. I was the only one drinking on set. Yeah, it was just me. 
I, <laughs> and you were like, what? I, I was nervous as fuck, bro. Like I was super <laughs> scared. Like I'd never done anything like it. Like if you've never been in a music video shoot, it's fucking super intimidating, especially yeah. if you're the lead singer. Yeah. Because like, you're literally, there was like literally 12 to 15 shots where I was just performing an entire song, like nonstop in front of like 20 people. Right. They're just like, there's like 20 people standing in the back and you're just like under these lights, like in front of a camera and you're, they're just like, go like act nuts. Do you know how awkward that is? Like, it's terrible. And so I was like, I was like in my head the day before, I was like, if you don't like numb yourself up a little bit, have a couple drinks, like you're going to look super stiff. And so when you watch that video, like your boy is like full on drunk, just going for it. Like you should see that. You should see the outtakes of me, like of the things that didn't make the video. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Yeah. Oh. So I, I don't, I don't really know. It was a great day. I worked really hard. I had a few drinks uh, and the video turned out fucking incredible. So like we're, <laughs> we're stoked. <laughs> dude, I love, I mean, look, rock and roll is still alive. Like you still got to have fun along the way. Yeah, I dude. love, I love that you were nervous going into this. Like I get nervous before every single interview. You and I have talked how many fucking times like DM stuff. Yeah. Still nervous to talk to you today. Yeah. That's why I'm drinking a little bit of this right now. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I should I should be. But see, you're in Pittsburgh, so it's what when we started this. I think it was like noon my time. So I could have started actually. It would have been the afternoon. But you're you're well on your right to start drinking already. Exactly. I got three. I'm into the future compared to you. So I can That's right. That's I right. know what's happening. I can I know if it's worth drinking a little bit later in the afternoon than you do. Already. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> um, That's but awesome. but honestly, I appreciate you expanding on that experience with the music video. I've talked about this line that I'm about to say multiple times on my show. I really think a line in the sand for bands are those who go and take the jump and do a, a legitimate music video. I've been in multiple bands throughout my life. Uh, I'm still kind of in one that's been on an indefinite hiatus, but I'll tell you something I've never done, Alex. I've never done a music video. And I, until I do that, I just don't consider any, I, I, I'm a little more harsh, but like, I really don't think that like I've ever been in a serious band until yeah. we've hit that level. Now, First and Forever is a different story. You're kind of contradicting my theory there because yeah. certainly your production quality and everything that you've been doing, the branding has been on par before that video. But fuck, I mean, that video is sick. And what a cool experience to be able to hear from you on the first time ever doing something like that. Um, pushing things a little bit forward here. Um, you and I were trying to line up this interview for a couple weeks and, and we weren't able to do yes. so because you've been a little busy. You've been doing yes. some stuff, um, which is fine, which is fine. You know, I didn't take it offensively. I mean, if you want to go into the recording studio, go ahead, go ahead. And Bro, do I'll it. always make time for you, my man. You know, I'll make time for you. There's nothing. No, I'm not too busy for you ever. Like you could, you, you got my number. You can call me whenever. <laughs> so you, look, I'm under the impression the band's been in the studio uh, recently and, and even further, it was, Correct me if I'm wrong. Nine straight 12-hour days. Is that yes. right? Nine um, straight 12 to 14-hour days. Yes. Fuck. So what is the band working on? Why were you in the studio for nine straight 12 to 14-hour days? Talk to me about this recording experience. We're moving on from this EP. We've got something else in the works now. Yeah, we've what, got something else in the works, baby. What is it? So here's the thing. Uh, talk about going full circle. Um, March 12th was the day that our EP was released. March 12th was also the first day of us recording our follow-up record uh, for First and Forever. <laughs> you can't time things like that in life. Things just happen, man. It's fate, timing's everything. Yep. So literally like, it was super funny because like, 
obviously it seemed like we were like really focused on that release on March 12th, right? Like let this love's like dad's coming out. We're trying to promote it, bro. We weren't even thinking about that. Like we were in the studio, like working on these songs. Like we, that was the last thing we were thinking about that day was how the songs were doing. It was just like, we need to fucking focus right now. Yep. Luckily on our first day in the studio, the power went out. So we right in the middle of the recording session. So we just like, we were like right in the middle of it. I was like singing and the fucking booth just goes dark. Like everything just goes dark. We're like, fuck. So because of that, we ended up missing a day because the power didn't turn on the next day. So then that's why we had to do nine straight days. We were supposed to have a break. Like it was supposed to, but we lost like basically two and a half days because of this power outage. So we just had to grind this thing out. And so we've, uh, yeah, First and Forever has a lot of new songs in store. Uh, I will say this, um, I can't say too much about it. I will say this, we have absolutely doubled down on the emo, like <laughs> just gone full in, it, <laughs> gone full in on it. Uh, the songs are darker, heavier, more dramatic. Like, I mean, it's just like we have gone full in and I am beyond stoked. It's like just that like kind of next level thing for us. I mean, look, it's been a year and a half since we've been in the studio at least almost two years. And I mean, we have grown as musicians, we've grown in our taste. And I, I mean, it's just fully reflected in these songs. I mean, this is the version of First and Forever that that we want, that is that it was supposed always supposed to be. I mean, this is it. So, I mean, uh, we're excited. We think there are some big things in the store. I feel like anything that is emo or has any kind of depth of emotion takes time, takes time to evolve, takes time to really hit the core, to hit the yeah. heart, to process the feelings and then to articulate it. And that yeah. seems like that's truly what's happening with first and forever in true emo fashion. That seems like that's exactly what's happening. Here's going to be a question that, I mean, look, the evolution of recording and then when it's going to be released. I'm sure you don't even have a timeline of when that's happening. So I'm not going to even yeah. waste time on those kinds of questions. But you did just record these songs. So you know that they exist and you know what they sound like. The question yeah. I'm going to ask you is, what will be the same and what will be different versus what we heard on Let This Love Lie Dead EP and whatever yeah. is to come in the future? Yeah, you know, the, I you always know when it's a first and forever song number one like there's no questions you put it on if you've heard it first forever you know it's first and forever we believe we have a very unique sound um and we want people we want first and forever songs to be an active listen that's something that we actually think about like we don't want first and forever songs to be something that you put on a playlist and you just it just kind of goes through and you don't think about it like when you hear a first and forever song we want you to like know it like you stop what you're doing you're like what is this that will be the same on this record, if not to even a more so extent, because like I told you, it's more dramatic. It's more, it's more emo. I mean, it's just like, it's everything kind of on steroids that we've done before. You know, what is going to be different? Um, I, I would say, like, like I said, a little bit heavier, a little bit darker. Uh, most bands go popular. We did not, <laughs> we did not go that route. There will be some surprises for people who have found us uh, before this point. Like if, if one more time was your favorite song, like, you're, there's some surprises on this one if, if that was your favorite. So, uh, so I'll say that. Um, I'd say number two is like, in terms of differences, is you're going to hear a lot more of Marcus singing. I think I referenced this before, but our band was always supposed to be kind of like a Taking Back Sunday um, dual vocalist type of thing. And he has an incredible voice. It's actually very different than mine. And so it just, it complements each other really, really well. Well, like I said before, the last time we were in the studio, he got sick. He couldn't sing. So that's why I'm Let This Love Lie Dead. Like it's, you, it's mostly me singing. It's not the case on this one. Obviously I'm doing probably 75, 80% of the vocals, but like 
his 25% are very, very front and center in the songs. If you know he's there, it's like a thing. And so you're, I think that's going to be a big thing for the band that people are going to really like. And, and you know, just kind of the last thing, what's going to be the same, I would say, the lyrics, man, are just, uh, you know, we actively, when we, when we make songs, we want our songs, lyrics to very much like paint a picture in the listener's mind, right? You have that lyric on your thing in the back, cut me open, look inside, right? From In Loving Memory. Um, I think that's a perfect example of like what we're going for. And like, we want all of our lyrics to sound like that. When you hear our lyrics, we want to be able to paint a picture in your mind of what we're saying. And so the lyrics are just, they're very poetic. Um, lots of imagery, emo imagery being used. I mean, like it's, it's, it's their first and forever songs. There's no question. So uh, we're excited. I know that um, first and forever is going with this, you know, we're making emo, emo music so you don't have to, or we're bringing emo back. And literally I subscribe to all of that. Like that is what your band is fucking doing. Yeah. It's what you're doing. And people will argue because everybody's arguing on what's emo and what's not anymore yeah. on the internet. But I'll tell you, uh, there is no argument on who is keeping it at least alive. And that is first and forever. And you're changing it at the exact oh, same yeah. time. Thanks, dude. Uh, I saw recently that the band announced uh, you're working with X-Ray Touring. I am yes. not familiar with them at all. It is um, encouraging to see a touring um, connection announcement at this time frame, right? There are yes. companies that are ramping up to get touring going. So yeah. talk to me about this partnership. How did you get connected? What's the plan? Yeah, so uh, we're working with just one of the most extraordinary individuals that I've ever met. Her name's Gemma Milroy. Um, she literally found us on Instagram and reached out. You know, she manages um, some pretty cool, but like Lovely the Band is her biggest oh, one that she yeah. books. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I know she works with like Story Untold, uh, Cemetery Sun, a couple other bands. Oh um, my God, I love all three of them. I've had, yeah. I think, every one on the show. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, so there's some like big connections there. Um and so she just like found us and was just like, I love what you guys are doing. Like there is no one doing this right now. Like there's no one doing this. Like you guys are like basically like the emo revival thing. We love it. Like we want to be a part of it. We think you guys are going to be big and we want to be, we want to be on the ground floor of it. And we were like, I, I don't know, like something that I think to me is like really, really important when you're finding partners in music is like, who's actually like passionate about what you're doing. Like is like actively, you know, showing that they're like, I get what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. Like, look, she's not going to make that much money on us at, at first, right? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. She knows that too. Like, we're going to go be the opener for some bands. Like, but she believes in us. She doesn't, she's not worried about like, what's it going to be like this year? It's going to be like, what's it going to be like five years from now? And that's what you want to look for in partners in the music scene is like people who kind of understand the vision and what you're doing because everyone has to start somewhere, right? Like everyone, everyone starts with zero monthly listeners on Spotify. Everyone does. Yep. Everyone yep. who's ever got to where they are started at zero and they have to grow somehow. So you want to look for those people um, who, you know, want to help you and believe in your vision. Uh, honestly, dude, I got to tell you that another thing I love about you and your band is just that ethos, that mentality of just being humbled and understanding that like everybody's on the same page. Everybody's yeah. everybody's the same, whether you're the one making the music, consuming it, helping spread it like you treat everybody really, really fucking fair and equally. And you bring everybody in. I love that about you. I really do. Oh, dude, well, I mean, that's just like how I am, like in general, right? Like I seriously subscribe to the fact of like treat people well, like what like what gain do you have from treating anyone poorly? Right. Like, there's just like no benefit to it. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's something that like always upsets me. And like, I'm always like very conscious of like when I notice like other people aren't treating each other well, or even like in the music industry, like when I see like 
bands not treating other people well or not treating their fans but like i'm just like it doesn't make sense to me and so like you know it's not like a, anyone's really trying very hard in our band like that's just kind of who we are as people and i don't know man like we're in punk rock like that's i mean if, i don't know that's kind of the ethos of it's like treat people well do the right thing i don't know that's kind of who we are we don't really have many uh bad bones in our body i would think but that is the true essence of like pop punk emo the music scene and community yeah. is like be yourself embrace everybody and the community man like it's like that's what our community is about right is like everyone is welcome here everyone and like that's there's no gatekeeping there's no nothing else it's like if you want to be a part of it like join our team fuck yeah you're on it like and that's what we want and that's what our, i think our community is like very very good at like the first forever communities we talked about is like is if you know who first and forever is like you are a part of it and like yep. we we feel that in our fans like our fans get so excited and like we're still a small band, but like the energy and the fan base that we have that like when this thing and we take it on tour and it goes off, like I think we're in a really, really good position to kind of access more listeners and get to other people because I think they're going to see this community and be like, I want to be part of it. You may be a, a, you're calling yourself a smaller band. I wouldn't, but I would, if you want to go with that like language, I, I'll say you're a smaller band with honestly an energetic and a quite impressive fan base. And that's yeah. something you can't buy. You can't buy, you know, you can buy clicks and buy views and you can't buy the actual active engaged fan base. And that's what first and forever has. Um, speaking of engagement though, um, as we're winding down, I do want to touch briefly on TikTok. I sure. feel like this is something you and First and Forever have just recently, as many, have embraced. Yeah. A lot of people did it during COVID. I I, ha I was hesitant at, with spinning thoughts to do TikTok for so long, and I'm actually so mad that I waited this long. I think it's a brilliant platform. I think it's kind of silly that others aren't diving in. I understand the hesitancy because there is a learning curve and it's not as easy as tweeting 140 characters. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so briefly, Alex, tell me why did first and forever dive into TikTok? What's your approach to it? And how many people did you piss off with your don't buy vinyl video? <laughs> okay. I'll take those one at a time. Yeah. Why did I get into it? Um, because my label begged me to do it for a fucking year and then I finally gave into them. Honestly, I just like didn't get it. Like I didn't understand how to do it. And like, it, it's kind of intimidating at first. Like you it like is. get on, it's like you see all these amazing videos and you're like, I have no idea how to do this. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go on there and just like rant about shit. Like I'm gonna do whatever. And like, I'm just getting used to it. I'm still learning. Like I'm still really bad at it, but like, I'm like, I'm enjoying my time. Uh, as you can see, like one of the things that I like to do is kind of go on and rant about like ridiculous topics. And it's funny, so you, you, you talk about like the vinyl one, right? Like, thank you for understanding that like that was a complete joke. Like I was like literally saying things that were ridiculous to make them sound ridiculous. And like, it's funny because like if you go in the comments of that one, there's people who are like mad at me that, that like, like, how dare you? Like, it's all about personal responsibility. And I was like, bro, you didn't know that this was a joke when I said I was buying a, a vinyl made of unicorn hair with a shard of Gabriel's soul in it. Like that didn't like, it didn't register that maybe that wasn't a real thing for a thousand dollars that you could buy. Like, it was, Alex, you know, it was we, we all know that it would be more than a thousand dollars. I'm exactly. sure. <laughs> it was like terribly underpriced. I would buy it for a thousand dollars if that was it. Exactly. And so like, yeah, I go on there, but and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's kind of funny when you get messages like that. It's like you just clearly it went like way over your head. Like <laughs> I was being ridiculous to be ridiculous. Like it's, it's, I think that's kind of fun. Like it's like, you know, and it's like, it's super uncontroversial. It's like, just like, like good old fashioned, like fun. And that's what I'm, I'm about. That's what our band is about. Like, this is what we like to do. 
I really do think that your TikTok presence, and it is evolving and growing as we speak, um, I do think that it's unique, and I think that it does embrace the personalities of your band yeah. very, very well. Again, that video with the vinyl, I think everybody should go check it out. There's, I can't remember the person's name. It's like... Uh, God of Vinyl or something like that, I think, on TikTok. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, um, yeah. They, they, um, they, they, um, they stitched it. Look, I'm trying to figure out what the fucking terms are here with TikTok yeah. in the moment. They stitched your video, and this is somebody who, like, their entire TikTok is just collecting vinyl. And yeah. they, they, like, actually kind of, like, saw some common ground with this. That's what makes things funny is when it's based in reality. It's like, true. That's what a good <laughs> joke is. Yeah. That's why shit is funny. Like, that's when you go see a comedian is it's like the whole idea is, like, it's funny because there's like some truth in it and that's what you laugh about. You're like, you can see the ridiculous stuff at all. And that's what I was going, you got it, man. You got it. Yeah. So I, I just, as everyone can see behind me, I mean, it's absurd the amount of vinyl I have and everybody has reasons why they do it. And Alex, this, the day that first and forever drops vinyl, and we all know you're going to do it. Yeah, um, I, know. I, <laughs> I will certainly be one of the first, uh, to, yeah. to, to get my hands on it. Um, what 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 an experience this has been talking to you, Alex. I'm I'm kind of sad that we're at the end of it here. Yeah. Um, but all that means is that we'll have to have you back on for another round of questions. Before we go, though, is there anything else that you would like to add, to say, to correct, or just to put out into the ether for the uh, listeners of Spinning Thoughts? Uh, man, I would just say, like, fucking stream first and forever on repeat baby yes. send it to all your friends make sure your mom listens to it <laughs> no i'm kidding it's like i don't know like we don't like there's a reason we don't like have any like merch or anything up or like we don't you know put out physicals it's like i don't even want your money i just want you to listen to our songs <laughs> right now and then like maybe later i'll ask you but like for now like i don't care like i don't need your money just like go go listen to first forever go tell your friends um you can find us on twitter kind of i don't really go on twitter anymore uh, TikTok and Instagram are probably the two best ways to get a hold of me. Um, and yeah, I like, I take pride in like really developing relationships with all of our fans. Like if you send me a message, like I'll respond. Like I do, like literally everyone ever, um, just because I think it's fun and I like meeting people. And so, yeah, I just say, tell all your friends, go listen to us, share it with your mom. That's good enough for me. Alex, honestly, I, I'm just so happy that you came on here for episode 215. This has been such a long time coming. We'll have to get you back on much sooner for the next one. Uh, Alex, thanks for being here for episode 215. Fuck yeah, dude. Rock on it. Thanks so much. By the way, I'm super jealous of your room. <laughs> I want it. Hey, we talked. You're going to be, uh, whenever touring comes back and you're in Pittsburgh, you're going to spend the night on the floor right there. <laughs> I'm holding that to you, baby. All right. Catch you later, dude. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Alex from First and Forever for being here for episode 215 of Spinning Thoughts. I don't think I've ever had somebody match my energy and probably take it a step further. Uh, Alex is always welcome here on the show at Spinning Thoughts, and I just cannot wait to see what they do. Everything is coming together. The stars are aligning. This emolution, emolution, is that a thing? Can I make it a thing right now? The emolution. That is, first and forever, is going to be absolutely epic. Make sure you're following us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. We'll be back again, same time, same place, but until then, make sure you share music, spread love. <laughs>